Hey ladies, this is Marcia here. Before we begin this amazing episode of Member of the Month, Donna Lavin, I want to make sure that you ladies mark your calendars for this Sunday, July 24th at 8 p.m. Keep in mind, for the last 21 days, the Green Squad team have been sharing tidbits of what this secret challenge entails. Yes, this is something you do not want to miss. This is by far one of the biggest announcements that we have had thus far since Lady Strong Fitness Inception. So this is something you do not want to miss. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. So again, mark your calendars for Sunday, July 24th. Be there or be square. We will make sure to send out a link via text alongside via email and inside the Facebook group page. So we have three different sources of communication for you ladies. So that way you do not miss out on this amazing opportunity. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Take care. Bye. So the big question is this. How were two women who didn't cheat and purchase a gym franchise model, how were they able to spread their mission and purpose by empowering and transforming hundreds of women's lives through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and accountability with a micro gym business model of women only? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. We are Lady Strong Fitness. Hey ladies, this is Marcia here with another episode of the Lady Strong Fit Cast, and I have a very special guest today, LSF member. Donna Lavin. Donna and I, we're going to be talking about how she survived cancer and is now thriving in her fitness journey. Donna, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. So you and I had a sidebar conversation before we uh, started airing this episode, but it's been four years. 2018 was the last time you sat down with Brittany on the pocket. You were actually episode number 17. And since then, I think we're at like three or 400 episodes into it. So Um, Last time we had you, the topic was uh, how to be fit over 50. Since then, a lot has changed. So for those of you that do not know you, I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I've been a member for a while. Off and on, like, you know, I'm not very consistent about going, but I remember doing that podcast with you guys when you first started and the gym was pretty new then, you know, and you had just started, started to really expand the studio. And, um, I remember a note that I sent to Brittany and to you that said, like, I am just super impressed by everything Uh that you ladies are doing with everything. And I remember saying this, everything from the branding to the studio, to the, um, membership, you know, start everything. I was just super impressed with it. And a friend of mine that I worked with had recommended the, the studio. So I joined and, it was just nothing like I had ever seen before. You know, it was just really fun. It was, I love the fact that the lights aren't super bright when you go in and you could just, you know, you kind of can hide if you want to, but you just, you leave feeling like, you know, you just conquered the world and that those are, those are feelings that everybody wants to feel after they're working out. So I love the whole atmosphere and the, um, and the, the studio, my personal story, I guess, um, I don't know. I've been around the world for a little while. I'm 56. I am um, um, not even recently, two years engaged uh, to a great guy that I know. By the way, um, I'm a state farm agent. Yep. I've been a state farm agent for 15 years. I've been with state farm for 34 years. So um, probably most of the members aren't even alive for 34 years. So. <laughs> um, I don't know. What else do you want to know? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about when you first came to us, you started out doing group classes. Um, you, I remember you saying in your previous episode, you know, you were, 
you were always healthy growing up and you never experienced any sort of like high blood pressure, any of that. And then you found that, you know, later on in life, you started getting aches and pains in your joints and whatnot. Um, fast forwarding four years later, actually, let's say like two years, two and a half, maybe three years after that episode has aired, a lot has changed between yes. that last time we had spoke. So let's fast forward a little bit from when we first yes. met you to like two and a half, three years into your uh, fitness and wellness journey. What I know what happened, but for those of you that may not know you, like explain what was that? I, I, I don't want to, I want to be very sensitive, be, be very careful of the choice of words that I use, like sensitive, like okay. as far as like, you know, you had some disheartening news, like share that. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, exactly like you said, I had never really had any health concerns. I've always been very healthy and I've always said it's sort of by mistake that that's happened because I've not spent a ton of time, you know, I didn't always work out consistently. I did, I ate okay. I didn't, but I never smoked or, you know, whatever. So I've been relatively healthy most of my life. So, you know, great. So a year last February, February, 2021, um, I went went in for a mammogram because I felt something and, you know, I felt it on a Wednesday, I had a mammogram on a Friday by Tuesday, I had a biopsy and Wednesday I had the news. Guess what? You have breast cancer. And it wasn't a shock to me for some reason. I was just like, okay, what next? I mean, that was kind of my attitude through the whole thing. Okay. What next? What do we do next? So, you know, you suddenly get hit with a breast cancer diagnosis and, you know, unfortunately it was a, the timing of it was really, um, probably the most difficult thing because my fiance had just lost his daughter and it was almost exactly a year to the date that she passed away. So right about the time he's starting to feel like, you know, he's never going to get over it, but he's going to get through it. So right as he's sort of getting through that, I'm like, Oh, by the way, <laughs> I know we just got engaged four months ago, but no, oh, I have breast cancer. So, um, he was wonderful helping through that. I have a really, um, amazing group of friends and family. And I felt like I had a ton of um, support through all of it. So, um, last October after let's see, chemo surgery and radiation from February through, um, about the probably October, um, you guys had a breast cancer, um, session training, whatever. Um, so that was the first time I'd been back in probably a year. And so I certainly didn't think that was for me, but then Brittany's like, well, we have a survivor here. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) but so, but I had no hair. I mean, I had a little bit of hair, but, um, and you know, you you just go through it, you know? So, um, I started back training with a personal trainer at uh, the studio, Emily, who's yep. been phenomenal. So let's back and... up for a second. Cause I don't want to yeah. get too far ahead. Yeah, yeah. We're going to back. I want to okay. ask you some questions because let's, I don't want yeah. you to, I mean, you talk so nonchalantly about it. I, I recall when we went out to uh supper or brunch, Brittany and I, and I think Emily was there as well. And yeah. your diagnosis, I want people, let people know, like what stage did you find out you were at? And you explain your reaction. Well, what was that initial feeling? you know, as far as like from a, a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint, let's talk about that. Cause I think that's really important to the audience. Okay. So, um, the surgeon that I talked to right away, well, the, when I first got the news, I was by myself and I was like, shit, sorry if I can't say that, oh, you're fine. Um, but I was, I was like, shit. So of course I called my sister right away, talked to her. She was like, shit, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, we got this. I just, that was my 
my thought is we've got this. So I met with the surgeon a couple days later and she said it's stage two B, which I didn't even know there was a B I've learned more about this than I've ever wanted to know. Um, but stage two means it hasn't spread anywhere yet. So it wasn't in lymph nodes or in the bones or in other organs or whatever. Cause I knew I found it early, which was, is, you know, the power of early detection. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking she's going to say, you need to do a lumpectomy and radiation. And the first time I met with her, she said chemo and chemo first. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, like really? Cause that's the hardest thing, you know, obviously because sure. chemo kills. Yeah, it's supposed to, it's supposed to kill the bad cells and the good cells. And that's sure. why you lose your hair. And that's why your skin is weird. And so, um, yeah, I, I, but I, I just, um, I didn't want to be the person that everybody looked at that was like, Oh, poor her, because yeah. I know people who have a lot worse situations than I do. Yeah. And, you know, I had a friend whose son, when he was first born, had retinoblastoma in his eye and they took his eye. He was six oh days God. old. You know, oh that sucks. Yeah. You know, you're 56 and you get breast cancer. That's kind of boring. It's kind of a boring story. Um, and not to make light of anybody else's journey, right. but in my life for my world, that was how I tried to think about it was there's always somebody that has it worse. Yeah. You know, I've had an employee whose son needed um, a bone marrow transplant and you know, so there's just, I have a friend who's a three-time cancer survivor and, you know, there's just, there's always going to be a story of somebody. And so I just figured the, the more, um, the more I knew about it, the more, um, I would be prepared, but I didn't, I didn't Google a bunch of stuff. I didn't read a bunch of stuff about it. I just, whatever the doctor said I needed to do, I did. Mm, That's it. I like that. So you didn't become a victim of your circumstances because, I recall when we went out to, uh, I felt like we've been going out on a lot of dates lately. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Cooper's Hawk. Uh, we went out and you yeah. were so bubbly. And I mean, your mindset was amazing. Like, honestly, I, I don't know how I would react if I were in your shoes. I, for some reason, I, I, I consider myself a very strong human being, but to go through something like that, I don't want you to necessarily digress your situation and make it seem like it's not worse than others because either way it's not good news. Right. But your mentality, Oh my God. Yeah. But your mentality was amazing. And I just, if you had advice for someone, how did you stay so strong throughout the entire process? So, you know, of course, total transparency, of course, that I have days where I was just like, this sucks. This yeah. sucks. And I don't want to do it. And I don't want to be going through this and it just sucks, but I never. Okay. So this is what I said to you that I, I think I said this to you guys that day, two things. One, I was never in pain. I had, I was very uncomfortable. I had a lot of days I didn't feel good, but I was never in pain. Right. Sure. So a lot of people go through a lot of pain. So that's one thing. Now I say that saying I didn't feel good for a year. I mean, I really did not feel good at all, but I wasn't in pain. Second, I was never, ever, ever afraid. I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from. I just didn't allow myself to think about the fear of everything that comes along with cancer. I knew I would get to this point. I knew I would get to this side. I don't know why I knew that, but I just felt like I'm going to get to the other side. It's going to suck to go through it. Sure. But I had a lot of, I had a lot of people that supported me and a lot of, um, 
a lot of friends and family that just, you know, were constantly checking on me. And I was just like, I've got to be strong for them. I've got to be, I don't want everybody feeling like, you know, they need to feel sorry for me because that's just not who I am. Yeah. Do you think it was the belief of the outcome that you knew that you, you would make it on the other side or the faith that you had, you know, there had to have been something, you know, you said that you were doing it to stay strong for everybody else, but what was it for you? Um, I think all of that. I mean, I, I thought sort of was raised. My dad used to always say like, can you take it? Can you handle it? Can you deal with it? Can you handle it? And I, I was always that kid that was like, yep. Yep. And plus not being sick a lot as a kid, I kind of all, was always like, I, I've got this, I've got this. And knowing that Glenn had gone through that with his daughter and his son, Ben, soon to be my stepson, Ben, um, had gone through so many things with losing, losing someone important to them in their life. I'm like, that's not going to be me. I'm not, yeah. I'm too stubborn to go anywhere. You're stuck with me. Yeah. So fast forwarding. Now, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we're happy to say you're now in remission. Well, I think, I, I mean, yes, I just had all my scans and everything looks good and, and all that's good. I don't know if they really consider remission until you've passed like five-year, 10-year marks. Got um, it. My type of breast cancer is is called triple negative, was, was called triple negative breast cancer, which means it doesn't come from estrogen or progesterone or the HER2 hormones. So that that's the triple negative one, two, three doesn't come from any of those. So they did all the hereditary tests too, especially since I'm adopted and none of it came from there either. So environmental, who knows where it came from, but that type of breast cancer, triple negative is very aggressive. And only about 10 to 15% of people that have breast cancer get that type, Mm -hmm. which is why they started with chemo. Sure. They needed to make sure that I would respond to the chemo before that, whatever, you know, be something that they were going to do surgery and then follow through with. So it does have a recurrence rate that's higher. So that's something to think about. But my oncologist, who was this like really like strong Serbian woman, and she was just like, you know, we are going to cure this, not we're not going to treat this. We're going to cure this. She high fives me after surgery. Like she's not the kind of person that high fives anybody. So I was like, you know, she's that optimistic about it then I'm optimistic about it too. That. I just listened to whatever the doctor said, you know? I love that. So before we move on to fast forward, I want you to share a story. And I think the story is fairly important and you shared it with me. And you said there was a gentleman that was also there that was getting the chemo treatment and his mentality versus your mentality. Share that story with us. Okay. So I would, I, I had this thing called a cooling cap that helps you keep your hair. I ended up losing all my hair anyway, because at the end I stopped using it, but it did help me keep it. It helps it come through. So I called that my party hat, right? Then whenever I had chemo, I called that my cocktail party because it was a co- chemo cocktail. So my nurse from the very beginning, like she, the first time I met her, she comes in and she's like, you know, how are we doing today? And I said, great. And she said, great. You're about to have chemo. How are you? Great. And I said, I'm great. I'm great. And I said, We're, this is my cocktail party. I've got my my party hat on. She's like, well, I have my party gown on. She had her (laughs) scrubs on or whatever. And she laughed and she goes, I'm going to sign up to have you on my round. Every time I'm here, every time you're here, I want to be your nurse. And I said, really, why is that? And she said, well, I love your attitude because there's a guy down the hall. And she said, I just walked in and said to him, how are we doing today? Stan or Lee or whatever the heck his name was. And he said, well, how do you think I'm doing? I'm dying. And she said, 
oh, oh no, my friend, you're not dying. You have the wrong nurse because I'm your chemo nurse. I'm not your hospice nurse. Yeah. And she said, I need to be around people like you, Donna, because that helps me in my job. And I'm like, well, you're here to help me. So I don't, I'm, you know, whatever you need for me, I'm going to do, but yes. um, you know, that guy might even go on, maybe he's had chemo before. Maybe he's had cancer sure. before. Maybe his journey is different, but I just kept thinking, this is not going to define my life. 100%. This is just a detour on my life. 100%. You know, it's a detour on my journey of life. You know, I love that. I love that. And I, I like that. Thank you for sharing that story, by the way. Um, yeah. I, I'd like to correlate that to Lady Strong because there are different women who have different mindsets coming into the program, regardless of where they are in their fitness and wellness journey. Like you said, you don't know what their necessarily journey is, but you know, you're going to be positive about it, but there's still some people's like, Oh, I've tried everything or I am not losing weight or oh, I can't do it. But they're just, they're already setting themselves up for failure because of the, the way they're thinking. Right. And I right. wish there were, right. I wish everybody was like you that had that mindset. <laughs> right. Seriously, because I I'm actually kind of curious if it's named, his name's Lee, Tim, Bob, whatever, where he's at now, you know, if he's yeah remission or whatever, or if he overcame that treatment. But if I had to guess just based on his mentality, I wouldn't say it was very good. Right. Yeah. I was surprised by the number of people that said that, you know, attitude is so much a part of healing and all that. And it's so much true, even with your fitness journey, right? It's, it's attitude. It's not, it's not always the results even like, you know, I would, I would love to have lost more weight over the last year because I think that's going to make me more healthy, but I just haven't felt good enough to, to really try to do all of it at the same time. So, you know, I was talking to you about it. You're like, maybe you need to do a personal trainer maybe. And, and that's been the best thing because just getting back to feeling like, um, I can do yeah. some things, you know, and I mean, she had me deadlifting a hundred pounds yesterday. So, so time out for people, for people that don't know this. So when you did come back, you didn't hop back into group training because it's been a while. Let's be honest, since you've been out and we told you, Donna, well, that's okay. Well, why don't you just do one-on-one customized training until you yeah. find yourself in a position that you're ready to then participate in the group classes. So now you're working yeah. with coach Emily doing one-on-one personal training. Now we're going to talk about that deadlift here, but let's talk about like that first week back getting into the group of things. How did you feel? What was some of the things you and Emily discussed as far as your goals moving forward? Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. She was great. She was like, we'll start slow, which isn't really slow. Right. I mean, she's just like, try this, try this. But she would say, you know, can you do more weight than that? And if she would, she would think I, you know, she, she could tell if I was straining or if I was really doing weight, but we did, we did a lot of stretching. We did a lot of like, I mean, really getting up and down off the floor was one of the hardest things. I mean, my knees were really sore just from not doing anything. And my shoulders, I have just from, you know, constantly being at a computer and typing, my shoulders are always really sore. So, um, we really did start slow. And then after a while it got, you know, to a point where I was like, I feel, she's like, do you feel stronger? Cause I can tell, you know, from week to week, she's like, I can tell that you're not, you know, it's, it's not painful to try to do things. And she said, you're just, you just try to do what I tell you to do. And I just, again, just like the doctor, I'm just like, she tells me to do something. She's the professional. She knows more than I know about what, what I should try or what I should do or what I can handle. And then she'll just ask me if I can do more weight or if I can do more reps. And she'll say, you know, if I'm going to do something, if I feel like if I cheated my way through it, I'm going to do an extra rep, you know, and I'm just going to try again and do it. And, you know, I don't, 
So <laughs> now you're deadlifting how much weight? She had me doing a hundred pounds yesterday. That is amazing. Did you think that when you started with her, that you would, if she told you that day, day one, that you'd be deadlifting a hundred pounds, you'd probably tell her you're out of your mind. You're crazy. <laughs> I would have been like, what, what? And <laughs> the best it. part was don't tell her this, but I think I could have done a little bit more. Oh, you know, she's going to be watching this, right? So coach Emily, you heard it first. You make sure to add more weight onto Donna's deadlifts. I love that. <laughs> you just, just a little thing. bit more. You're, yeah. You're in trouble now. So honestly, know. like for anybody that is in a position, I mean, would you recommend, and I'm not here to, we're not here to sell anybody or persuade, but right. you know, explain some of the benefits of doing the personal training over the group and why would you recommend it? Okay. So, um, I've had a personal trainer before in the past years ago, like seven or eight, 10 years ago before I met you guys. And she was great and everything, but she was really into, you know, fitness, posing, coaching and all that kind of stuff. But I remember when I was there, she would say, do this or that, but she wasn't correcting things as I would go where, um, Emily's really good about saying like flatten your back, widen the stance. This is what you're trying to feel. You should feel this here. Like the whole time kind of going through it. And counting the reps, she must count reps in her head at night when she's sleeping, I would think, because, you know, uh, she'll walk away to get something or to get another weight or something. And she's like six, five, eight, you know, whatever. So, um, but that, that personal, like she's watching the form and she'll say the form is more important than the weight or the reps or the speed with which you're doing it. So we do things pretty slowly. Um, but it's also that, you know, the more she gets to know me, the more she knows, to push when to push and when to kind of pull back in, in a class, although you can get that because class sizes aren't huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you really are kind of caught up in the whole classroom setting of it. And if you're not sure at first what you can do or how far to push yourself, it's really good to have that guidance. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. I think that from, and I have to bring this up from a cost perspective, you know, you, you, what you invest in, what you pay for, you know, I like to say, <laughs> let me be careful what I say here, but uh, <laughs> you, you respect what you invest. Let's just put it that way. And most people are very hesitant because like, oh, it's either it's too much money or I can't do that. But do you find that it's worth it? Like, let's be honest here is what you're getting worth, you know, as far as a personal training perspective. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I don't say that just because I may be in a position later in my life than some people earlier on where they've got little kids and other things you can, if you can figure out a way to fit it in your budget, there's nothing, there's nothing more important than your health. Because if you can't, if you can't move, like somebody said to me one time, the way you go into your fifties is something about, I don't, I'm going to get it wrong, but it's something like, um, the way you go into your fifties as a, as a female dictates your, your, again, I can't get it right. I I can't remember how it's something. So when you, and I, I probably said this in the first video, I intentionally didn't watch that because I didn't want to repeat anything stupid that I said the first time. So I was like, didn't want in my head, but your, your health, you can't really pay enough for your health. So if it's like, you can cut back on Starbucks or you can cut back on eating out, or you can um, move some things around, or even, you know, like just find a way to, 
to invest and it is an investment, but it, but it's so worth it because I feel like the time that I spend with her, I, I used to always make excuses and say, um, I'm just, I, I don't feel good today. I'm going to cancel, or I'm just not going to come to class or I uh, just, you know, I could make, I'm, I'm really good about making excuses and I'd have a plan. I'd, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to go today, but I'm going to go Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I haven't done that one time with, well, once I hit my head self in the head and other stuff, but, um, I haven't canceled with her. And I told her, I'm like, I feel so happy when I leave, which is just bizarre for me, um, <laughs> to really like to work out like that. Cause I don't always love to work out, but it's so fun. And it, I just feel like I can just take on the world after I leave. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's that personal piece of it. Yeah. It's the accountability for sure. It's like having a one-on-one date and always having to, to cancel on your date. You don't want to disappoint your, your date. So it's like, oh, yeah. I have to show up. Right. And it's, I'm glad that you shared that. So I know you've gotten stronger, but what are some of the other benefits since joining PT with Emily? What have you noticed, you know, significantly different in your life? Um, flexibility for sure. Um, and just like when I stretch, I can like the, the benefits of certain types of stretches make the pain go away. Like my shoulders are better now. I don't, yes. you know, and I could go to physical therapy all day long, but this is like intense physical therapy, you yeah. know, and it's, um, you know, you just, you just feel like you're capable of doing stuff again, you know, and it, you know, you just feel younger and, um, I don't know, just I able. <laughs> I always like to end the episode by asking one final piece of advice. Anyone out there that's tuning in today, if it's a member or non-member, what would be your advice for them? Take it one day at a time, whatever it is. If you think you want to lose weight, don't think about the end goal. If you think you want to get stronger, don't think about the end goal. If you think you want to get healthier, you want to get past an illness, don't think about the end goal. I mean, keep it in mind because it's out there that, you know, that's your horizon, but one day at a time, one, one training session at a time, one pound at a time, one chemotherapy at a time, whatever it is, but one thing at a time, because you can, you can handle anything if you make it small and make it manageable and not try to get overwhelmed by the, by the whole goal. I you love know. that. That that's that's really good. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. That's not the first time someone has said that by giving advice, but it's so important. You know, it's so important. And the first thing when you said that that comes to mind, and I'm just thinking from a personal perspective on myself in business, it's like, you know, you just want to be there already, whatever that is, having that second location or whatever it is. But it when Brittany and I, when we both look back. Our, I think the best times that we had is when we were in those hardships, you know, when we were eating those dollar burritos, but it was the bond and the time that we had with each other that made it so special. And it's like, I wouldn't trade those, those moments for anything. And yep. I, I'm hoping that anybody that's listening in is like, like, like you said, just enjoy the process, right? Don't let yes. it pass you by. So, right. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was amazing. So Donna, as always, it's, it's a pleasure speaking with you ladies. I hope that you were taking notes because this was, she was dropping some bombs today, seriously. So Donna, thank you so much for coming on ladies. Thank you for tuning in on another episode of Lady Strong Thick Cast. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you later. Take care. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, subscribe to our YouTube channel or find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. And if you really liked this episode, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.